Are you ready to connect with spirit, get clear, and find peace no matter what you're dealing with? Good news, you found the right place. Welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Hour. I'm your host, Molly McCartney, and I invite you to sit back, take a deep breath, and awaken to the miracles that are possible when you embrace the power of your intuition and spiritual gifts. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Hour. This is your host, Molly McCartney. As you know, I'm an intuitive medium, energy healer, and teacher, and I am pleased to present you with episode four of the Empowered Wisdom Hour. This one is called The Wisdom of Shadows. And today's show is all about the importance of shadow work on the wisdom journey. I'll be interviewing my friend, medicine woman, Shantae, McKelvin of Soul Care You, all about her method of shadow work and how it can change your whole life. But first, I want to talk about why shadow work is so important to me. You may think, like me at certain points on the path, that being a light worker, walking the wisdom path, being in a positive space, like someone like me talking to you right now, um, you know, coming to this place means that there are no more shadows to deal with. There are no more problems, no more ego to deal with, that there's some kind of transcendence going on here. And I will say that there's an understanding and uh, mastery that's going on, but never a full transcendence in terms of shadows not being there. Because as long as we're in human bodies and we have human lives to lead, there's going to be a certain amount of shadow And that is anything that causes suffering in us. That's, you know, basically the realm of ego. And when we can break apart those things in us that are causing suffering and look at what we understand about them, which would be the light side of them and what is in the shadow about them and what we don't understand, we bring those two parts into balance. And that is true healing of consciousness. That is true healing of those kind of disenfranchised parts of ourselves that don't seem to have a space on the wisdom path, but oh, my friends, they do have a space because they're the whole reason that the wisdom path works. Because when you look and you do the personal work of shining a light in the shadows, it transforms yourself. It transforms how you deal with other people's shadows, how you deal in the world of shadows and illusion and what you understand about yourself. So you become more conscious one little petal at a time. I always like to think about the first steps of looking into our psyche are like unpeeling the onion. And that's a, you know, kind of a psychology term to go into the mind and unpeel the onion of the issues in our lives. And it can be, you know, to use the metaphor, it can be kind of stinky. It can make you cry (laughs) as you unpeel these layers. It's just not always a pleasant process, but you know, it's necessary. And once you kind of get through that process, then the heart starts unfolding like a beautiful lotus blossom so it's the same as an onion in terms of the unfolding and the multiple layers but it starts unfolding 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 and the more you unpeel the onion in the mind the more the lotus blossom in the heart can unfold as well and and blossom into your life so it's like that's the benefit of doing the work and I've felt it in my life I've gone through major periods of that. I highly recommend to anyone first becoming conscious and wanting to change patterns, you know, a very good therapist that's also spiritually based or is open to your more wisdom-based spirituality is a very, very good thing. And especially if they're pro-intuition and pro, um, you know, 
visualization work and that kind of stuff. But you get in there and kind of start looking at the shadows with someone who can guide you. That's great. And it may be a spiritual mentor that does that. And that's great too. It's whoever you resonate with. Make sure you're seeking that out at this point because if you have a guide to take you in there and lead you around and help you feel safe looking at your shadows, you're more likely to really deal with them on a deeper level and, and see the, the benefits of it. Otherwise, you might go back into the status quo, do the numbing activities, do the everyday ho-hum activities and kind of get into the comfort zone again. And then you see that your emotions may get worse, your health may get worse, lots of stress and anxiety starts to bubble and you're not sure why. It's because the shadows have become apparent and it's you haven't quite taken the choice to look at them and, and heal them because you are the healer of your shadows. You're the one that shines the light. You just have facilitators out there that can do that. And of course, I can always help with that. Please contact me with any questions about that and let me know what's going on and we'll see if I can be the one to help. Otherwise, I might know someone that can. Um, but um, before I bring on Shantae, I also wanted to share an example uh, in my life of how shadow work really made a difference for me. And I share this in my program, the Empowered Wisdom program, about how reconnecting with my divine source was super, super important on my wisdom path of opening my intuition, of becoming a master intuitive, becoming an energy healer, and and eventually teaching others. Uh, when I became aware of my intuition in my teen years and in my early 20s, I realized I was sensitive but I was one of those empaths and maybe you're one or you know one that was so overly sensitive. I, I had trouble going out into crowds. I had trouble going to the mall. I still don't really like these places, but I can go and it's not a painful experience. I would absorb so much information and feel so much and see so much in other people that I would hide from the world a lot. And um, I also would get intuitive hits about things, but not really know what, you know, where to go next with it, how to be guided by it. I just knew I could see things and I was just kind of dumbfounded. Like, why am I seeing this? And after a while, I realized that I had shut down my divine connection, which is in my crown chakra, uh, many, many years ago when my father died because I got angry at God. And that's where it all began. I got really PO'd. <laughs> Try to keep this show PG. I got really mad at God. And um, I literally laid in bed at six or seven years old after my dad died, asking, you know, for an explanation. Like, why did you take my, my dad? I was daddy's girl. He was my best friend. And I did not understand. I asked, I asked adults around me. I asked the church. I asked so many people and nobody could explain it to me. And I didn't understand um, the full effect of having faith in the divine, that there's a, a method and a madness to everything that happens. So I laid there in bed one night and said, I denounce you. <laughs> God, I denounce you. I don't even know how I knew that word. I've always been a little precocious, but I knew the word. And I, you know, in a very dramatic moment, I did it kind of in the back of my mind, knowing that I was kind of sealing my own fate. And throughout the years that I often share of feeling lost, of feeling a little broken, of wandering, of being, you know, really tossed about by my life in the world or feeling that way, that's how it occurred to me, was really after that happened. And once I got through the sensitive years of realizing how intuitive and psychic I really am, and then getting to a point of feeling this calling of doing something like this, like this podcast, or going out into into the world and serving people with my gifts, 
I realized that I needed a higher power to have my back. And that was something I'd shut down way too long ago. And it wasn't until uh, right when I went into my professional field, you know, seven years ago, when I finally said, all right, all right, divine, you know, I don't know, you know, who you are right now. I don't know if you're the God that I was taught about in church. I don't know if you're the goddess that I've heard about in other spaces. I don't know if you're this universal intelligence. I don't really know what you are, but I know that I'm the one that shut you out. And when I finally got complete about that and went into the shadow of my faith, everything opened up. It was like I never shut the door. I felt divine guidance flying into my life. And finally, my intuition was lit up by that divine guidance. So it's one thing to be sensitive and to pick up things around you, like uh, kind of a shadow psychic or a shadow healer, which is what I was most of my life. And then you try to, you know, respond to that because you're like, I, I sense something needs healing. Let's do that without consulting higher guidance that will say either this is your work or it isn't because divine guidance is the inner GPS system. You know, it's like the internet that your GPS is hooked up to or the satellite. And it's the one that's going to tell you how to get where you need to go. And if you're not connected, you can be highly intuitive, highly psychic, highly energetically sensitive, and still feel lost and still feel like, why am I here? What's the point when you have all these beautiful gifts? So getting clear on your shadow aspects of even faith, super important. That was something that changed my life. And that process, um, I followed through with that process anytime there was somebody in my life I needed to forgive or bridge a gap with. Um, and then I would be the one to call to, to find out how to tie up these loose ends. And each conversation went differently. But you know what? I was glad that I did because I faced the shadow of fear of what was going to happen if I reached out to clear up these misunderstandings, these shadows between me and other people. And once I did, it felt better and I felt stronger to move on with my life because there was peace there in the energy between me and other people. So that's what shadow work does. It clears up the energy between yourself and the other. And something I've learned recently in talking to my friend Shante is that even things like money, you know, if you have any issues with money, you can look into the shadow aspects of your relationship to the energy of money, start talking to it as if it's a long lost friend, as if it's a divine source, as if it's an entity in spirit that flows through you and helps you and start really looking at your attitudes about that. And that was really fascinating to me because I guess I've, I've done it with, you know, relationships with love, with my body, with sexuality, with food. Um, I've done it with lots of different things, even my mundane humanness, you know, finally accepting that I'm, I'm goofy human and I make mistakes and I want to do silly, you know, mindless things every now and then as a spiritual being that was a little annoying for me. And I finally said, you know what, but that's who I am. So I've got to be present in every area of my life. That includes facing the shadow aspects of my relationship to every part of myself. And so, um, you know, think about where you're at odds in your life. What is the, the person, place, thing, relationship, energy that really you feel stuck about, you feel blocked about, you feel like the energy just doesn't flow the way you wish it would and see where your shadows are in your relationship to the thing without, you know, placing blame on the thing or the person. Um, see where perhaps there's some work to do around shining light into how you are relating and how you are manifesting this in your life because the term manifesting is is 
is used a lot lately, which is great. I'm really glad it's like kind of a normalized thing somewhat out there in the world. But we don't just pop things into existence. Manifesting is more attracting and is more how you experience something in your life because of how your mindset is filtering what is happening. And when your mindset is filtering what is happening in a certain way, it's kind of like a reward and punishment feeling. If you feel like it's going wrongly, you're either going to punish yourself or punish someone else because you're in that right and wrong space, or you're going to honor it and be grateful for it and grateful for the abundance, which brings more into your life. So there's this kind of very interesting co-creative process that happens with the universe according to your attitude and your filter for the things you experience. So whether it's your spiritual gifts, your intuition, again, what do we have? body, love, food, sexuality, spirituality, humanness, money, um, all different parts of who you are and the ways you relate to these things. And Shantae is going to go into more detail about this, of how there's actually different characters inside of us that are relating to certain things. And when you can get in touch with the character in you, that's when you have something to work with. Because we're not just one us, you know, we have multiple parts And that's something in neurolinguistic programming, um, which I'm a practitioner of, is about parts work. So calling on those different parts, especially the ones that are, you know, not totally balanced at the time or the ones that are. And you can either ask what's wrong of the ones that aren't or ask for advice from the ones that are. And it's like you have a whole community inside of you of support. And to honor all those parts, don't put any of them in the shadows, because when you do, that's when life gets out of balance. I found it every single time, and I'll be darn, I've been on this path a really long time, and my conversation over lunch with Shantae changed everything that I thought about the money conversation, even though I've heard the abundance mindset conversation over and over and over again. I've heard it's just energy. I've heard all of these things. I've had my successes and my failures. I've had my abundance, gratitude, and my you know, my spaces of darkness with it. And just to hear that, oh my gosh, it's a relationship and there's an archetype in in me that's relating to it, just like those archetypes have related to everything else that I've healed. It it put the power in my hands to change something that I want to change. So what is it right now for you that you feel you could shed light on in your shadows? You know, just just kind of keep that in mind as we talk. We clear out that spiritual closet first thing when we get on the spiritual path that's a big part of the beginning process and you could be on that beginning process but if you've been on the path for years like me you've cleaned out that closet but I'll tell you there's still some things in the back corner so what is in the back corner that needs a little extra love and care a little extra light a little extra clearing and as you think of this think of the ways that you can start to have conversations or look at the story differently or rewrite your story, which is a very shamanic process of rewriting the story in your life because stories speak reality into being. It's pretty beautiful how that works. And that's an ancient wisdom for today's times. And that's what Shante said, ancient wisdom for modern times. That's her wonderful tagline, which I love. So I can't speak highly enough of my friend Shantae, so I'm going to bring her on in just a moment. And again, I invite you to just really open up to what is one shadow that you can start talking with, examining, working with, to bring light to it. And if you need help, make sure you contact one or both of us 
to help you on that path. But for now, you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. Listen in as we talk about what shadow work is all about and how it can change your life. Hi, Internet. This is Molly McCartney with the Empowered Wisdom Hour, and I'm here with my guest today, Shantae McKelvin of Shantae.com. So hi, Shantae. Welcome uh, to the show today. (laughs) Hello. Good to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, that question is terrible. I know. Um, So I I thought about it a little bit and I figured I'd start with a little story. Um, That would best best help me explain kind of who I am and what I'm most passionate about. And so when I was a little girl, one of the things that just completely uh, I loved was uh, stories about fairy tales, fables, fairy tales, and there was always enchanted forests. The common theme were fairy godmothers and old witchy old women that were making these brews and these big cauldrons, um, trees that could talk, mushrooms that could walk around. Mm. Like everything was very fairy-like, very enchanted garden-like. And I was very drawn to like these medicine woman-y, old women-y type of people. And somewhere deep in there, I knew that if I could create a life, my most amazing, famous life, it would be to kind of live back in the forest somewhere in a little hut, a little cottage. People would have to drive through, you know, this winding road to get to me. And when they came, we would talk, we would drink tea, I would make medicines for them. It would just be this, this magical, uh, amazing experience for the both of us. And that is a life that I've created for myself. Um, that's what I do. I am a medicine woman and I invite people to my home and they do have to travel a little bit of ways. And though I live in suburban America, as soon as you walk through my front, um, little area, you have completely been transported to an enchanted forest. And so that's what I love. That is me to my core. Um, I'm a nature bunny. I am a magical child fairy goddess just frolicking around in her garden, (laughs) making medicines and talking to people about how they can invite and create an enchanted life. Oh, I love that. No wonder we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. I love that explanation. That's wonderful. And, and so I know that you do um, herbal medicines and tinctures and flower essences. I've taken a flower essence class from you, which I'm still, I'm almost actually done with my bottle. It was amazing. Um, Yeah. We'll have to make some more. And um, so you do a lot of this kind of work, um, but you also do shadow work. And that was Mm -hmm. what I wanted to talk to you about today. Yes. So tell me what shadow work is in your world and it is that way for all of us working with that yeah. lower world energy and going down and seeing where things are where the yes. monsters live but yeah in your words i'd like to know what it is and how you work with people or, or how it can transform people's yeah. lives yes so to talk about shadow work i first have to mention about the world of archetypes mm-hmm. because archetypes are very closely 
related to our shadow aspects of ourselves. So for me, kind of like that story I just started out with where I talked about what I was attracted to, the fairy godmother or the old witchy woman, those are archetypes and they have a set of characteristics, set of personality traits that they possess. Mm -hmm. And so archetypes are character personality traits. They're the positive and the negative aspects of our personality. Mm -hmm. And archetypes is a way to personify those um, so we can look at any story, any fable, any myth, and we will see these different character traits, um, the hero, the villain, you know, the greedy miser, all these are just character traits of ourselves. And so a lot of times people don't want to talk about their, their villain, quote unquote, right? Their, their greedy old miser, the power hungry, um, you know, corporate person, or they don't want to talk about the angry, the green monster that lives in us that's really angry. We don't want to address those a lot of times in this, this spiritual culture. We'd rather focus more upon our love and our light and our Tinkerbell and our fairy godmother who always makes the right decisions. <laughs> we don't want to dive into how the green monster is really pissed and jealous that that booger over there is doing something that we really want to do and we want to ignore. So shadow aspects are those parts of ourselves that we in our culture call negative, mm -hmm. but really they're amazing teachers, but they are challenging. You know, they can get to the heart of how we truly feel about certain things. And I support people in um, awakening mm. to what's already inside of them so they can face, they can heal, they can move beyond mm. how that archetype, how that shadow is kind of controlling their life. Wow. So that's my best description. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that makes sense. When, when you're feeling moody, when you're feeling blocked about success or, or creativity, any kind of thing, bringing anything into your life. So you're saying that it definitely can be preceded by this darker part of you taking control while the lighter part yes. kind of wants to have fun and wants to yes. create wonderful things. Yes. It's the and the villain that's like, ah, it's got more power inside. Like, yes. like a dark energy inside of you that has mm -hmm. more power than the light. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's important yeah. to look at that. Yeah. And so that's in my own words. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. it. That makes a lot of sense. That does. I, I've heard it's, it's, I think it's always really cool to hear it described in different ways because different yeah. words make sense to different people. So that makes total sense to me. And I love that. So what was it that brought you to this work? And, and what, what was the turning point where you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing, or this is some, one of the things I'm going to be doing with people. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so that is a personal story. So I'm going to get a little personal Good. Um, with like this particular that. story because it started when I sought out my Reiki master to work with. Um, I was ready to get my master attunement and I was about 29, 28, somewhere around there, maybe somewhere in there. And she worked with me and we worked together for almost two years um, of just connecting and talking and just had this amazing mentorship, apprenticeship um, with her. And she was the one who opened my eyes to the shadow aspects of myself. And I remember her asking me, um, so when do you get angry or, or when are you, 
what makes you mad? And I said so boldly, oh, I never get mad. I'm never angry. <laughs> and she looked at me, I know. And she looked at me and she just, she howled. She laughed in my face. She was like, you are, you're hilarious. You are so hilarious right now. And I'm like, what? Like, truly, I didn't have a clue <laughs> as to what it meant to feel my own feelings and to not hide behind this loving glow and this big giant smile and everything is fine. I didn't know what it meant to face and truly heal my wounds. Mm -hmm. And it was, was working with her for that year and a half, that two years that opened my eyes to my own, um, my own feelings inside that I didn't always have to be happy, but you know, everything happens in, in layers. So I was able to receive that at the level at which I was at and it helped me grow just, just a tad, but it really wasn't until I experienced two infant losses in six months time that I really began to dive into giving myself permission to be congruent. So the outside and the inside needed to match in order for me to heal through this tremendous loss. And so that for me was a turning point in my life that helped me to connect in with a heart space that I had never connected with at that level. So um, it was very hard for me but it was very hard for others to see me in this space of grief that I just didn't hide. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't apologetic about it. And I wasn't um, skirting around. I looked like I felt. I looked like death. <laughs> I had experienced a death physically in my body and I was experiencing that death full on. Mm -hmm. And that was again, another layer of this shadow work, this healing, this, I'm going to feel who I am and I'm not going to apologize for how I look, how I sound. I embraced my anger. I allowed myself and gave myself permission to lash out when I did. It was just an incredible um, experience. And again, at that level, experiencing the shadow work and archetypical work where I was at. And just from then, which was been about eight, 10 years. From there, I've just grown and deepened more and more into this work until now having a, you know, full on practice. It is the core of what I do. It's not even like, it's not even separate. It's, it's a part of who I am. And just me expressing who I am is the shadow. That's so, awesome. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. And I, as you were saying, um, just describing that process, it is what I've heard called slapping a happy face on life. You know, yes. staying a high vibration. It doesn't mean slapping a happy face on things. So, and right. I can imagine that, that doing that when you don't deal with your darker emotions and don't deal with the, the disturbances in the deep, Yes. Um, that it eclipses your intuition quite a bit because if you're Absolutely. just trying to appear a certain way, then it's going to do that. Um, yeah. How do you how do you feel about that? And and do you see that with the people you you help and you teach? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I thought I was really, and I was really intuitive prior to this work, but just getting into this inner work, just getting into the shadow work helped to open me up even more intuitively because it, it cracks open your heart. Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to trust in a way that you've never trusted before. You have to sit and be in such uncomfortability um, and that in itself frees you in a way that is unimaginable. Mm -hmm. And that freedom, that tapping into that subconscious, getting into those stories opens your intuition. It opens your feeling. It opens that I don't need to see the proof. I know deep within that it's truth. And that's the intuitive pieces that open up. And yes, I've seen it with my students, with my clients, as we get into this work, as they uncover the layers that they've been covering up with that, you know, that yellow smiley face, um, that meme, when they take that off and really start getting into who they are, they open up a part of their intuition they didn't even know was there. They didn't have access to it until the heart was cracked open. Mm -hmm. And I have just found that to be true, that there is a layer of intuition that we have, that we, we all are intuitive. It's just, are we able to access it? And we might be able to access it at one level, but when our heart cracks open and when we go in a little further, we access more of our intuition. We come more into our vibrations of that inner knowing, that inner sight, um, that connection to the, what we call the other world, sometimes in shamanic language, the other world, the ancestral world. Um, we, we walk through a portal. Very true, very yeah. true. You have to be brave down there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it sounds, I guess for someone who isn't tuned into the language, it can sound very, like very dark and very heavy and very sad work, but it's, it's, um, it's what we're feeling already. <laughs> we're just covering it up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like, yeah, but you're already there. You're just not allowing it to be. So it's actually, that's the chain. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what's holding you in bondage. And it's actually very freeing, very exciting. Uh, work. I was working with a client, a student the other day, and though she was, she was crying, it was like with each tear that fell, it was like a chain, like a shackle just came undone. And she's like, I feel more free right now than I have felt in the past 15 years. Oh. And I was like, yes. That's it. That that is it. This the crime that we try to just no, that which we try to keep buried. When we let it out, it frees up so much space, yeah. so much intuitive space and power. Absolutely, yeah. Because it does. It it, it expands and what it needs to get out. Emotion is energy in motion, so it has yes. to come out. If it doesn't come out, it makes you implode. And then, so, so I like to talk about how that sort of thing can create all kinds of issues, not only emotional issues and mood mm. issues, but also physical issues. Um, and I know you work with plant medicine. So how, mm -hmm. how, do you, how have you observed 
not working with the shadow, um, sort of creating other sort of even physical manifestations of illness and, and kind of yeah. the spirit. Yeah. So that's interesting because a lot of people sometimes don't, um, when they come to see an herbalist, and I do consider myself, you know, that title, an herbalist, intuitive herbalist, or folk herbalist, um, when they come, they really just, in their mind, they think, okay, herbal remedy. Mm-hmm. So backache, headache, you know, whatever ache, this, these three, these five herbs put together, it's going to equal feeling better. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't practice my herbalism in that way. I don't practice plant medicine in that way because I know that it's, it's a whole, it's a whole process. That's the whole being, the emotional being. So we have to explore the story behind that headache, the story behind these pain, these, these aches or pains or discomforts in other parts of the body. There is a story attached. There is an archetype that is attached to those stories and we have to work with those just as much as bringing in an herbal ally. Mm-hmm. Herbal allies are archetypes as well. They have a personality, they have a story themselves, and does their story match your story? And that's one way in which um, I let them share with me how they're gonna pair themselves with someone, is that their story is similar. As someone's talking to me, I see plants and I see their story. And so I see like, oh, okay, they're cousins, all right. This is the big brother, the big sister that can support this person, Mm -hmm. their little brother, their little sister, and walking through this um, this journey and walking through this pain, this ache. So absolutely all of it. It's not just, here's the remedy. Mm -hmm. It's, nope, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. And so I can hear the story. So the story can become free. The shadows can reveal themselves so that the herbs can come in to support that healing. Does that's, that make sense? It absolutely <laughs> does. It absolutely does. Because that's been my experience kind of wandering about. And I work more in the mental, emotional space of energy. Yeah. And I do my own herbal work, but I don't talk yeah. about it as much. And yeah. some of the the cures the healing I've experienced mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through herbal medicine has always been side by side with that inner work. It's almost like yeah. they support one another. Yeah. So you can't just go to, to Whole Foods and grab some herbs and expect your life to get better. You have to do that inner right. work too. You can do the inner work too. So that's really cool. And, and something else, um, you know, this always happens with us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Your chance. laughs> But I loved how, how you were talking about the herbs and the flowers and, and the natural elements have correlations to the energy and, and people. Yes. Because what I noticed in, in my nature work of wandering the woods, and I still, is my favorite spa day is to go wander yeah. in the woods or, or swim in the ocean. It's, yeah. it's almost like a part of me is missing that. And that, that shadow part is the part that is, is depleted in that natural element. That's how I've mm-hmm. always felt. And when we did mm-hmm. the flower essences, mm-hmm. it was like, I can carry this with me in traffic when mm-hmm. the main time I get my shadow yes. pops out. <laughs> yes. whatever, and I can, yes. I can feel connected to nature again. And that's, yes. that's a soothing thing for my soul. So yes. that was, that's a cool way to put that. 
Yeah, I love that and how you explained it as well. And I've, uh, you know, that's my father's influence. He was very much a naturalist. And so um, not that he taught me about nature, but he taught me the importance of being mm. in nature as much as you can as just a part of your daily living and just being able to observe. So I, I learn, you know, I watch the seasons, I watch what happens to plants, to animals, you know, I, I watch all that and I use that as my own map mm. for my life. So, you know, plants die. <laughs> so the shadow aspects are expressed in nature. Right. Um, so for us to deny that we have a hurricane <laughs> that levels an area, to deny that that is a shadow aspect of ourselves. And what is that hurricane teaching us? What is that storm mm -hmm. teaching us to deny that and just only wait for the sun to just the sun to be shining bright and and glowing it's just it doesn't make sense to me so yeah that's yes. how i see <laughs> i love it i get it i love it i love just sharing this with our listeners because i think oh, something sure. that goes through people's heads and and we try to make sense out of it over time and to hear the, these reflections i'm sure is very helpful yes um, sure so, so with your work um, that you do with others, and you're like me, and that's your primary function is to work with others yeah. to teach and to help heal. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges you face personally, and what are some of the tools you use to get back back in your vibration or, or back in balance? Um, well, nature, of course, is my big one. Um, you know, I can take this morning, for instance. I woke up and I could feel just I just felt off. I just was like, oh man, what, what, I don't know what it is. I knew I had this interview today and I was just like, but I want to be excited and I want to be happy. And I, I, I just, I want to, you know, I want my fairy wants to come out and like play. And it wasn't, it just wasn't happening. It was just like, oh, I just feel, mm, I don't know what I feel. And I had to get with myself which meant that I went on my, I do a two mile walk pretty much every day. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go for my walk and I'm going to, I'm going to see what I have to reveal to myself. So an hour it took me to do my walk. And though, yes, I connected with nature, I still hadn't got to it. And so at the time I got home and sat down, I sat and I just sat. And I said, I've got emotion in me and it just wants to come out and I don't know what it is. And I just cried. I just sobbed and I cried and I, and I just, you know, I held myself and I asked myself, you know, what is it? And she revealed, you know, when I was quiet and I stopped trying to push her, meaning that part of myself, I stopped trying to push that part of myself and try to, I got to get together because I got a call with Molly in three hours. It was, I just needed to sit with me and I needed to be with her, that part of myself that was feeling sad about several things. Mm -hmm. And I talked it out with myself. Um, I'm a big proponent of um, talking to yourself and answering back. That is a must. Yes. You must answer back. You have to um, be a little crazy to do this work. You have to enter into <laughs> the dissociative disorder just slightly. 
<laughs> in a healthy way. In, in a very healthy way. Um, and I, I talked with myself and I got with her and then I sat and I meditated. So meditation um, was huge for me. And it, it just, I opened up the blinds. I let the sun shine on my body. So for me, again, nature, connecting into some part of nature. For me, the sun is life-giving. Um, it's, it's, what is it? Um, it's primordial light. Mm. Uh, pr yes, primordial light. Yes. So I, um, I, I imagine that light and my light together. Mm. Um, and we just sat together, me, my little one who was sad, and the sun. And we comforted each other. And so those are some of the tools that I use um, meditation. Um, nature, walking in nature, sweating. I needed to sweat. I need to be hot and sweat and kind of let that drip and open things up. Um, and then I did a little writing in my journal, um, did a little singing, little humming to myself, which is like giving myself a lullaby. So all these, these little things is what I do. And sometimes that's like on a daily, not kind of. It is on a daily basis. I may not sob every day, but I'm certainly in that vibration of that soul care, um, of tapping into my most inner self. That is daily. That's lovely. Yeah, and yeah that's super important. Super important. I've gotten that uh, guidance from my guides as well to sit. And when I'm feeling all just sit and, and get into the vibe, channel the guidance because it's right there. If you're feeling yeah. lost, if you're feeling frustrated, do what you need to do to get yourself in that space. Yeah. I think it's interesting for, for the Floridians out there that you, you know that you need to sweat and, and we avoid that. So that's interesting, a correlation to the shadow work. Like we avoid our shadows. Yeah. We also, most of us don't like sweating, you know, yeah. when the appropriate clothes and we're working out, you know, there's reason <laughs> for it, but you're right. It's very cleansing. It's naturally very cleansing. Oh my gosh. It's so detoxifying. And we're in Florida, at least, you know, I'm in Florida, you're in Florida. Yeah. That's what this time of year is for. Yep. Very it's for true. us to sweat and to allow that detoxification, the pores to open, for our body to surrender. Um, it's so important and I love it. Um, that, that's my workout. Like when I get outside, I'll sit outside and just journal so I can sweat and journal. I love it. I need to, I need some... to get in touch with that a little bit more. I, <laughs> I admit. Yes, wear some like cotton fabric, um, cotton clothes, Yep. So that you can sweat and feel good that no crazy toxins are coming in your body. Um, yeah. And just let go. That makes all the sense. It's, it's similar to constantly keeping everything sanitized. So you don't want to get sick and yes. actually makes you more susceptible to getting sick. Yes. Yes. That makes yes. Sense. You know, Molly, we just don't like to be uncomfortable. Exactly. And, or, or, and we like to plan when we are going to be uncomfortable. Right. So, you know, I can plan my workout and then I know for that 30 minutes, I'll be a little bit uncomfortable, but a lot of times we're working out in a gym or in something that has air. And so we minimize the uncomfortability mm -hmm. and the shadow work and is, is about embracing uncomfortableness yeah. that that's mindfulness. It's, 
embracing where you're at. And that includes embracing uncomfortable feelings. Yes. It's letting your body cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes to sweating. But yeah, yeah. That, that is so true because there are those times in the day. And, and I share that um, these kinds of moments where I get uncomfortable or my shadow pops up. And what, what is the guidance to, to see that, not that it's, it's not an illusion, but to see what there is to be learned from it yeah. and how to shift the attention, how to shift the spiritual energy so that it's valuable and not just something that's making you suffer. Yes, and, and it absolutely. is like facing overall in the day, um, it, it is like facing those little uncomfortable moments. But when you do it with the big stuff, when you do it with yourself and what's, mm -hmm. what's really in there, then it makes everyday life easier to live. And yes. somebody yes. losing their mind over waiting in line, it's like, oh, I could wait for two days. It's no big deal. Like you, you kind of um, adjust to this, the struggles that would normally be suffering and it's not so bad. Yes. You can be with yes. it, right? Yes, that is huge. That's huge. You made a really good point about um, people sometimes think that the shadow work is like wallowing in your your pain and your suffering mm -hmm. and and it's not it really is about um facing it so that you can move through it and that was great what you what you just you kind of pointed that out that it's not it's not wallowing it's not being in this the suffering space it's about shining light on what is bothering you yeah and as you shine light on it it reveals itself so that you can be like, oh, okay, maybe it, it is an illusion. Maybe it is something that, oh, wow, I can look at it this way. But you had to notice it first. You had to notice that this uncomfortableness was there. Yeah. So that you can be like, oh, wow, all right. Then you can shift your attention after you shine light on it. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, so tell me if you don't mind, I mean, without giving names or anything like that, what are some of the miracles you've seen happen in some of your students' lives in doing this work? Like some little specific things that have shifted for them? Yeah. Well, like the one I mentioned earlier, um, just from her releasing her tears, she felt unshackled. Mm. And so I see that a lot. I see the being a when someone gives you permission or when you give yourself permission to feel you are validated mm -hmm. and you feel empowered and that is what i've seen i've seen my students my clients feel empowered they don't feel that something's wrong with them because they're sad about something or there's a part of them that feels powerless that through admitting and acknowledging that those feelings of powerlessness they actually gain power mm -hmm. <laughs> and i've seen that that is the biggest thing i've seen is just the empowerment of people taking their lives back um, i love it when someone can trace back and find the story that they're living out, that they didn't realize they were living out the story of, you know, the, the lonely person, let's just say, mm -hmm. you know, that lonely person, that they're living out this, this archetypical story of the abandoned child, 
and they can begin to see in their lives how that is playing out in every aspect of their life. And by seeing it, they can now change the story. So I love those types of, those miracles, those revelations they get. Um, I love watching them transform that abandoned child to a magical child who embraces um, her love for whatever or his love for whatever. So yeah, those are some of the, the miracles I've seen that I love being a part of. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Very good. And when you're working with people, whether it be students or clients, and primarily it's students, you're primarily teaching others to step into their sacred healer. Is, mm -hmm. is that right at this point? Yeah, yeah. I have half and half. It's about 50-50 right now. Okay. And, yeah. and so when you're working, whether with a client or a student, how do you use your other tools like the herbal medicine or, or teaching them how to tap into to intuitive herbalism and, and all that good stuff? Tell me a little bit yeah. more about how you bring that all together for people. Yeah. Well, something I created was a Sacred Healers program. Mm -hmm. And the Sacred Healers program is my way to bring all that I do, all that I've learned over the years to in, in one package, for lack of a better word. Um, it's how I, t I share about the herbalism and nature therapy. And then we also talk about the shadow work and help them to um, gain the skills really to manage their own life. So, um, you know, I pull in teachings on very basic herbal medicine because it's all about building relationships, right? So we build these relationships with these plants and with nature, and we see how these plants and nature is teaching us in these other areas of our life. Mm -hmm. And so we take these other areas of our life and then we bring it into how energetically it's moving through. And then we also notice how in, it is opening up to our intuition. So everything kind of moves in this, this cyclical spiral nature. Um, and it's through the Sacred Healers program that I'm able to bring all of that. Everyone who comes through the program is looking for that. They're looking for those connections. They're looking for how they can um, open this awareness up in themselves. So that's kind of how I bring things in. And then like with my other clients who aren't really learning to be healers, it's just, it's, so when you come and work with me, it's an experience. It's from what you smell when you walk in the door, to what you might taste if you're if if there's tea but all of it's medicinal it's you know the bouquet that's sitting on the counter that's offering its medicine and magic um, just as much as the conversation is or the energy exchange that's happening like everything from the song that's playing in the background like everything is a part of this this remedy and so that's how i bring in the other pieces is i let the other pieces speak to me as to what pieces want to show up for, for any session and that's either over the phone or you know face to face very cool yeah it is an experience i have experienced a little bit of that and um, yeah. that shamanic healing work not i love it i love it i love it and it was it was a pleasure a pleasure Thank you. So, yeah i highly recommend that so, so what is your favorite thing to offer right now? And the, the program is the main way people can work yes. with you. Is there, is there any other goodies right now that you're, you're interested in sharing with the listeners? 
Um, I think right now what I'm sharing is the next course that I'm doing. Um, so I have a, an online uh, school, a university where I, I kind of feed in all my different programs because I feel like I have so many different programs. What do I do with all these things? So I created the Soul Care University, which is like a site that houses all these different programs. So the next course that's coming up is Healing with Archetypes. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about. So it's going to be about the parts work. It's an it's an introduction to anyone who wants to begin to learn about how to work with their own parts. Parts is another word for our archetypes. Uh, and that includes our shadow aspects. So we're gonna be working with about 14 different um, archetypes and we're gonna see where they connect into our chakras. So each month there's gonna be one class that is gonna be done live and then I'm gonna be recording it so you can work and we're going to move up the chakras and move work with those different archetypes within there so i'm really it's such a healing like i said it was such a healing um experience for me and it opened up my life so much it's really important that this information and this wisdom gets out there as a tool so other people can see where do they what can they pull from this modality support their own um sovereignty absolutely absolutely and as you say it's ancient wisdom from modern times right yeah i love yeah. that i love that because it's bringing back you know i'm all about that because it's yes it's yes so sorely missing here it's it's so sorely missing and so it's one one soul at a time one awakening at a time one conscious choice at a time we can in that that ancient medicine that's still here for us. It never went away. It never went it away. Never went away. <laughs> nope. It never went away. But it feels like it's hidden. Yeah. And I say it is. It's it's hidden within us. Yes. And we just have to wake it up. And so that's what it is about about waking it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So where can we find you, and how can um, listeners register for that that class if they'd like to? Yeah, they can go. So my main site is Shantae.com. Um, and you can always kind of find mostly everything there. But I have a sister site that is soulcareu.com. And that's where you can register for this particular um, online class. Yeah, it starts on Monday. Oh, very cool. And if they yeah. miss the Monday, can they register later? Or they Do they need to? Yep, they can. Nope, they can register. There's two options. You can register one class at a time. So it's like $30 for each class, or you can just save and register for the full seven cool. um, courses. Yeah. Someone said to me just yesterday, she said she was reading a book on um, living an enchanted life, which might even be the title. I don't know. But she said that the woman who was talking mentioned um, how we don't value mentorship and we don't value apprenticeships in our culture. And that is because we are achievement driven, accomplishment driven, and goal driven. And one of my challenges, you asked about challenges earlier, one of my challenges has been to give myself permission to not go with the herd, to not be in the vibration of this class is a certification, this is going to get you this, this is going to bring you this many dollars or this many clients or like it really is about the journey. Mm. And that for me has been a huge hurdle of my own that I've had to get over because 
I want to be, there's a part of me that wants to be like, make sure that I'm serving and being in the mainstream so that I can build a practice. But I am having to always remind myself that I am one that goes against the herd. When the herd goes this way, it is my job to go that way. Right. Um, and valuing and honoring mentorship and apprenticeship, which means it's not about the, what you're going to learn in this course that you can bullet point. It is about the awareness that is going to unfold. Mm -hmm. And that is not measurable. So I kind of say that as my own disclosure, that this is not a, um, a course that you take, you know, you listen to the recording or you come to the live class and you're going to get these bullet points. It really is um, your own activation and awakening. Love it. And I don't know what that's going to look like for you. Exactly. Yep. We do. It's, similar it's work. an adventure. Yep. It's, an, it's a journey. It's exciting. And it's going to wake things up for you. But yeah. for me, incredibly, um, the only way to live. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's much, much more wonderful to live on a vision quest than, than a knowledge quest, right? I love that. <laughs> that I'm just gonna came that. <laughs> You're going to see that on my social media today. Yeah. <laughs> Take a vision quest, not a knowledge. Yeah, it's true though. There's enough yeah. knowledge out there. The, the vision is where the transformation comes in and where we feel yeah. fully alive. So yeah. I, I honor that and I think that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for being here today. This has been a beautiful conversation and always is. So I'm glad we finally got to capture one of our conversations for other people. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so grateful to have been invited. And I'm just thrilled for what you're doing with your podcast and just bringing this wisdom to a larger audience. Well, thank you so much. I'm having so much fun with it. So I'm not stopping Good. anytime soon. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and we'll talk again too. It'll be okay. Great. All right. Take All care. Right. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. Welcome back, and there you have it, the wisdom of the shadows, the wisdom of archetypes. It's uh, so cool to know that in the shadows lie our healer archetypes as well. I think that was the biggest thing that I took from the interview, and I would love to hear what you took from it. Feel free to comment anytime. You can contact me through empoweredwisdomhour.com and let me know what your questions are. And as always, contact Shantae as well. I will have her information in the show notes. So before we go, I want to uh, take you through a gentle visualization with the few minutes we have left. If you want to take a moment to get in touch with that inner voice, with that inner self, that space inside you that houses all the parts of who you are. A deep breath as you allow the thoughts of the day to fall away and allow the issue you've been struggling with to rise up in your conscious mind. And as you notice this issue rising up in your conscious mind, simply allow it to transform into a character, an archetype, an entity that you can describe physically, emotionally, maybe you can hear its voice, 
You just get a feeling from it. You have a response to it. And it's something you can name. And now, once you have that sense of a character or archetype for this issue you're dealing with, begin to tell it a few things about where you are right now in relationship to it. Be really honest. If you're angry, tell it. If you're sad, tell it. If you're indifferent and you just don't know, tell it. And as you take a deep breath, allow this entity to respond to you and see what kind of energy comes back. This could be the beginning of a very long conversation that can go on and on, but knowing that you've made first contact, take a few moments after the show to continue this meditation. Write it down if you need to. Conversing with this issue inside of yourself, now personified by an archetype. Acknowledge that the pain, anger, or discomfort you feel towards it is something that can be healed with conscious awareness. And choosing the path of conscious awareness. Make an intention to continue keeping this conversation open. judge yourself for what's there. There is no right, wrong, good or bad except for what's in your own mind. Just let it be. Find out what you need from this entity, from this archetype, and ask it what it needs from you for this relationship to improve in your life. Whether it's your body, your relationship to love, relationship to money, food, success, friendship, your relationship to your inner world and yourself could be any number of things. Just know that this is your work now. And as you gently open your eyes to the physical reality around you, know that there are those of us out here that are willing and able to help you through this process if you need it. You're never alone. All you gotta do is reach out. All right, deep breath again. I invite you to enjoy that meditation. Do it for as long as you need. I, for one, have conversations in the car when I'm driving places. And yes, I cry in the car. (laughs) I dance in the car too. But I highly recommend you get real with these issues and make sure you know that it's not just a big scary thing behind a big dark door or in the dark shadows in the back of the closet. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to be uncomfortable about it. You have the power to shine a light on it. And when you do, healing is possible. So take a look at the show notes if you're looking for any links to get in touch with myself or Shantae. 
And in the meantime, I have started a new Facebook group called the Empowered Wisdom Circle. So if you are an earshot of this podcast, you are invited to join my circle and become a wisdom holder. It's totally free. And I post once a day. I try to once a day. Sometimes I'm out and about and I can't. But once a day, I like to send out something um, guided by my inner guidance um, from my soul to yours, from my guides to yours, um, to help you develop and grow and know that you're not alone and you have support on this path. So go ahead and Google and, uh, or I guess Facebook search uh, Empowered Wisdom Circle and come on and join us. For now, I'm going to say goodbye and have a wonderful week. And here's to your wisdom, my friend. Enjoy, love, and embrace the power within. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This podcast was conceived, recorded, and produced by Molly McCartney. All content is intended to support your spirituality and is in no way intended to replace medical, psychological, or legal counsel. Private readings and interviews aired by permission only. Music and sound effects licensed through audiojungle.net. Learn more and subscribe at empoweredwisdomhour.com.